Welcome to the School Yoga Coach Podcast. My name is Molly, and I am a middle school teacher, a trauma-informed yoga teacher, and I'm the founder of the Instructional Yoga Coach Training Program, because we believe that every school needs a yoga teacher. So we're going to do this. Welcome to episode one of the School Yoga Coach podcast. Um, This is a brand new adventure for me. I'm super excited to be starting this and especially to be starting this with you guys. So whether you're listening to this the very first day it appears or way down the road, I am so excited you're here because that means that You are at least curious about um, including yoga in our schools, and what I'd like to talk about is including it in a way that's a lot different than you might um, have pictured already, or maybe it's how you've pictured it, but you've not been able to see it happen in your classroom or in your school or in your child's classroom or for yourself as a yoga teacher. So thank you, thank you for joining. Um, My name is Molly, as I said in the intro, and I have been a middle school teacher for over 20 years. Um, Gosh, you know, middle school kids are are so fun. (laughs) They can be very annoying at times because, you know, they're 12 and 13 and and they're funny and they're emotional and they are smart and they are sassy and it's a lot of fun. Um, but I do think, you know, being patient with that age group makes you a better middle school teacher. So hopefully I have reached a level of patience with them, <laughs> and I hope that they would agree. So um, that's me as a middle school teacher. I am also a trauma-informed yoga teacher, and I've gotten that training over the course of about five years. I've been teaching for about 10, teaching yoga for about 10, practicing yoga for about 20 years. And um I'll tell you, like many of you, if you've practiced yoga before, you realize that something changes, right? When you practice yoga, something changes. And I uh, started my yoga teacher journey as a result of working with kids in the classroom and just kind of doing like a five-minute yoga like forward fold and calming your breath. And this was a long, this was, you know, 2002 maybe. And um, it was really interesting to me to watch all the kids, all these sixth graders at the time, become more calm in that short little um, yoga snack, right? That I wasn't even a yoga teacher But just leading them through that, and now I know some of the things I did that helped that experience occur, Um, but I was so amazed 
I was so amazed. And, you know, that was when I jumped on my high horse and said, oh, we've, I've got to bring this to everybody. So I, I had to start with myself, of course. And so my deepest and heartfelt gratitude goes out to Yoga Fit, um, yoga teacher training systems. It's because that organization, Yoga Fit, Beth Shaw, allowed me to learn not just how to teach yoga, but learn what yoga meant for me in small chunks and then apply it to my own life and to my teaching life. And then I was able to add more um, throughout the year, learn more throughout the year, years now, and, and, um, and then I really, really benefited from learning um, about trauma-informed yoga through their Warriors program, which is a post-200-hour yoga teacher training program. So um, shout out to Yoga Fit because that's where it all began for me. They've done amazing things for people suffering from PTSD, especially our veterans, and continue to bring um, trauma-informed yoga to all of the populations that, which is a lot of us, that are struggling through some very difficult times. And so for me, I brought that every single class I went to, I continued to think, ooh, we should be doing this in our classrooms. I should be sharing this with the teachers in my school. And I realized it was more than just offering a yoga class for kids, which is awesome, which is wonderful. There are many wonderful um, yoga programs and classes for kids and even yoga for kids in the classroom. I, th I think it's awesome, amazing. We are a wonderful group of people to bring this to schools. But what I found, and when I started talking to yoga teachers, I found the same thing for them, was I found that um, there was a definite, uh, you know, a distinction between academics and yoga. Some of our brain-based um, professional development or um, teaching styles, you know, kind of crossed over into the ideas behind yoga, the, the ideas of awareness and and breath and um, activating activating the energy systems or calming the energy systems. But I discovered very early on, that that information given to classroom teachers was little bits and pieces, right? Um, as I said, at professional development, or maybe someone could take a class on it, on that. But it was really hard as a classroom teacher to implement these things. And many teachers are just like, I Sounds great, but I've got to teach kids. Like, I have to teach them how to read. I've got to teach them fractions. I've got to prepare them for an AP test, whatever it is. So, um, and maybe, you know, tell me if, 
if you agree with this, if you're a classroom teacher or you're a yoga teacher, how often are those two blended for your students, academics and yoga? And I'm going to talk honestly, I am, I think, a pretty good teacher at this point. I'm an English teacher. Um, I kind of know my stuff at the, you know, at this point in my career. And as I said, I'm a trauma-informed yoga teacher. Oh, you know, so to pat myself on the back for that one. And yet I get in front of a classroom of 29 kids and five or six or eight of them have anywhere from a significant to a moderate um, emotional or behavioral need. And I just, I'm, I'm frozen. I'm like, I don't know which way to turn. I have a lot of the tools, but I still don't know which, which kid or kids do I give my attention to at any particular time? And more importantly, what kind of attention am I, am I giving, right? So I did a lot of reflecting on that myself. Um, I kept trying to teach my fellow teacher colleagues more about mindfulness and yoga and I kept running into some of the same frustrations that I was having. Um, and I wrote about this in a blog post. And so you can check this out on my blog at schoolyogacoach.com. But basically, I was just saying, you know, teachers either are like, okay, don't talk to me about mindfulness and yoga. I, I am overwhelmed already with just you know, the academic needs of the kids in my class. Or they're like, yeah, okay, well, this sounds really good. I'm going to, I'd like to try it. And then quickly becoming overwhelmed, not really sure what to do. Oh, I did this breathing activity and, you know, the kids just laughed at me or whatever it was. It didn't seem to work. Or other kids or um, other teachers are like, okay, I'm going to learn this. And I'm going to apply it. But holy cow, the problems kids have are just overwhelming. And I think this would align to my experience, which is like, I don't know whether to provide social emotional support to kids or if I'm supposed to be teaching them how to write a persuasive essay because I can't do both at the same time. And so, you know, my teacher friends, very kind and and encouraging, like, that sounds great, Mal, but I don't have time. I don't have any room on my plate to do any more of this. I don't know how to apply it in the classroom. And I just thought one day, I thought, if only I could split myself in half and I could put... English teacher Molly on one side and yoga teacher Molly on the other side. Oh, that would be awesome because then English teacher Molly would do the academic teaching and yoga teacher Molly could just kind of float around and help with regulating energy, regulating um, 
activity, engaging learning, and looking at it not from an academic standpoint, but from a body-based mindful awareness standpoint. So I thought, well, I know a lot of yoga teachers, and I know a lot of yoga teachers who want to be in class working with kids, working with kids. And if they could be in a classroom, holy cow, what would happen to our schools? Wouldn't it be amazing? So I basically just sat down and I'm like, all right, what would have to happen for that to occur? And um, number one thing I thought, well, we'd have to have a major paradigm shift because the number one argument right away, what people say is, um, oh, schools can't afford that. And I know I'm talking right now at a time that everything is in flux. Everything is up in the air. This is March of 2020, and everything is changing. So on the one hand, it's easy to think, oh, we can't do something new because everything is changing. I prefer to look at it the other way. Everything is changing So we must do something new. We must. We absolutely have to. Our teachers already know that the classroom has become a place of um, multiple social-emotional needs for our kids, as well as academic needs. And to put that burden on teachers who are trained to teach academics, I don't think that's fair. I also don't think it's helpful. I don't think it's helpful for students. And it's very, very detrimental to the careers and well-being of our teachers. And if you're a classroom teacher and you agree with me, just like where you are, just be like, hallelujah, that's right. That's how I'm feeling. I am going to encourage you to um, stay the course right now. Our schools need you more than ever. But I'm also going to encourage you to embrace this journey with me, even if it's just listening, even if it's just finding a new way of thinking about um, our classroom and how to support all of our kids and all of our teachers and all of our administrators, everybody, we have got to do this in a different way, and we've got to do it together. So going forward, I'm just going to talk about these things with you. I want to talk about what's happening in your classroom if you're a classroom teacher. I want to talk about your experience as a yoga teacher working with kids and teachers. And I'm just going to share with you some of my ideas. And you know, ideas are just ideas, right? Nothing has to happen, but I believe every idea definitely leads to something, something beneficial, whether it's changing the way you think or realizing you like something the way it was. Um, Let's share new ideas We have so many resources and so many caring people 
in the field of education and in the field of yoga. These should be working together. And so hopefully this podcast will be a place where we can all come together and share our ideas, uh, share our support for each other, and really change the future for our kids in terms of education in a way that's genuinely beneficial. I thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I, I, I just hope you are all staying very healthy, both mind and body, and staying connected, even if that's just thinking of each other, connecting with each other in whatever way you can. And I also hope you are using this time to explore a creativity within you, maybe one you've already had or maybe one you didn't know existed because that's what our future is going to need. That's what our kids need, right? They need us to be healthy, connected, and creative. Take care, everybody. Hey, thanks for joining me um, on the School Yoga Coach podcast. If you'd like to learn more or um, check out some of the resources that I am sharing with both teachers and yoga teachers, please visit www.schoolyogacoach.com. Stay well, everybody.